Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jerry coming to you live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. Every Monday, you send in your emails and we give you answers. And it can be anything you'd like. Send it in. Let us know. What are you thinking about? What's going on in your life? And send it to J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Your emails, your stories, your questions, all of the above. And I want to thank you. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you for telling a co worker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. That's how it works. There is no billboard. There are no commercials. It's you and your big fat mouth that tell people to listen to the show. And <clears throat> sorry, my voice is on the fritz. The, the best way to tell someone is there might be an email that you and your friend were discussing, something similar. You might hear my guests and I discuss your life without it being about your life. That is the episode to send to the group chat, to send to that friend, send over text, send the link, let people know, scream it from the rooftops, baby. And I'm on the road, people. I'm on the road, people. Uh, this weekend, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. If you're in Omaha, I got, I, 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 all 10 of you need to come. Um, Salt Lake City, Kansas City, Missouri, Denver, Columbus, Newark, Tampa, Nashville, Dayton, Albany, jaredfree.com for tickets. Also, I do a Patreon version of this podcast. Uh, five bucks a month gets you three extra podcasts a week, and people genuinely are enjoying those shows. I enjoy those shows. They're very, they're similar but different. Every Monday, I do Coffee with J Train, which is really like me telling stories from the week. Every Wednesday, I do a luxury lounge episode. That is, I read every single luxury complaint for each week. And then on Friday, I do one more email, which is a email from a Patreon subscriber, a advice-driven email. So patreon.com slash Jared Freed for that. Uh, but most importantly, my guest today is a returning uh, guest, uh, an OKP, an original key player. We'll give him that that uh, designation. Uh, she is um, the, I mean, the the uh, a, a, an author, a best selling author. She is um, the the creator of that cheese plate, Marissa Mullen. Thank you for coming on. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks for having Great me back. Great to have. Oh, I'm so happy you're back. And this has been so long. It has been so long. I feel like, I mean, we met over the pandemic, right? We've never, or before, we met right before we got together. We met right before when we talked about this idea that we're doing. We talked about this idea. So, I mean, which is crazy, full circle. So, listen, this is quick because this came pretty quick. People, if you're in New York City and you're listening to this on a Monday or Tuesday, tonight, or Tuesday night, okay? It is March 15th, Tuesday night. We are doing a live charcuterie event. Competition. That's right, a competition. It's a competition. Listen, people send me their boards. I'm sure people send you their boards for approval. All the time. All the time. And right now, you think you're good? You guys got to come to City Winery. Eight o'clock, Tuesday, March 15th. It's called That Cheese Competition. And you can compete with a team to see if you are the best charcuterie maker in New York City, right? Yeah, there will be prizes. There will be surprising twists and turns. Mm -hmm. You don't know what to expect. So be prepared. And we will, you know, we will 
you know, we're going to discuss the decisions you made and how it's, and you know, when I talk about someone making a cheese plate, I, it is really about them as a person. So, you know, if you want to be involved in this competition, get ready to be told how the public views you, because we're going to let you know. Also give us a story. What's the story behind your board? That's the thing. A board just can't be a board anymore. We have lived. Tell me what's going on in the cheese world right now. Oh man, Jared, there's so much going on. If you want to go to the event, it's Tuesday night, March 15th. It's tomorrow. If you're listening, it's Monday or it's Tuesday. Tuesday, March 15th, City Winery, 8 o'clock. We're going to be giving out prizes. You can come in and you can come in and get a cheese plate with your admission. It's going to be a great time. Wine, tears, hugs, kisses, the whole deal. So what's going on with you, Marissa? How are you? What's going? Tell us what's new in the cheese world. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I am finishing my second cookbook right now. The deadline's March 31st. So Uh, I am surrounded by cheese 24-7, but it's been great. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, The title is That Cheese Plate Wants to Party. Okay. So so this is a... So the first one was That Cheese Plate Will Change Your Life, right? Yes. Yes. So it changed your life. And now we party. Now life has changed. Now we got to celebrate. Okay. So what is the difference going to be between the two books? Yeah. So the concept of this book is all about how parties aren't just a physical act, they're a mindset. So if you're in the Mm. mood to celebrate anything, life can be a party in one way or another. So there's personal plates for one, you know, like pandemic size plates. Sure. Um, There's grazing tables, there's uh, themed plates, there's, it's kind of more, there's more variety in this one. Um, Mm. Another thing that I love about it is with each plate, there's a color palette that kind of takes colors out of the plate to give you an idea of how to match your florals to the cheese plate, how to match your Ooh. linen. So it's kind of taking it beyond just the plate to make it this whole sensory experience. A vibe um, and, is being created. Yeah, we're setting a vibe, total yes. vibe. So I'm excited. This is, this is a great thing. Is there anything, you know, you and I are in the, the charcuterie world and, you know, and, and I would agree. Setting the vibe is part of how I look at your board, how I will judge it, how I will enjoy it. Is there anything new, you know, during the pandemic, since we've last kind of gone over these things, um, it, the boards have gone crazy. We, yes. We've entered in. I saw someone sent me a math board. What? And it was like calculators and shit. What, what is the craziest okay. board you have seen to date? <laughs> I mean, so... I just want to touch upon this, uh, the, the craze of the boards these days, because starting out, you know, when we both got into the charcuterie world, they were very modest, you know, they were modest boards. There was, maybe there was like some wild and crazy candy on the board sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Nope, not, not for me. But now these boards, the, the craziest one I've seen, I think is one that you duetted on TikTok of the hanging charcuterie spinning, what was that? There was, one <laughs> it was like that was an a ornament. Boat. It was a boat where the sails were the meat. Oh, there was that one. But then there was another yeah. one that was like a sphere hanging from the ceiling with oh, like toothpicks sticking out of it. Yes. So this woman is like now getting known for this. She's like she's like a saint of a woman. She's like adopted thousands of children, and they're they're like a TikTok family. Yeah, but she makes these god awful. <laughs> monstrosities like both can be true you could be a saint and also put together a board that looks like it's gonna poke out my (laughs) eye because it looks like it's one of those things from the medieval times that people use to protect the castle it doesn't look very safe it doesn't look very safe that's all (laughs) 
It is, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, we didn't need to go to extreme boards. We didn't need to go to like death defying boards. And that's kind of where we're heading towards now because you're right. There would be candy on the board. You go, fuck your candy. We don't need this. And then people are like, well, I'll just make a candy board. What bothers me in the, in the charcuterie game right now <laughs> is anyone just calling anything on a board a charcuterie? Like, yeah, why? Technically, you know, no. Can't do that. Well, you can, but you can do whatever you want. It's basically like calling. It's like if you were calling a hot dog a hamburger, that's like, yes, basically what you're doing, because charcuterie is the French term for cured meat. Mm. So if there's not meat on your board, it technically is not a charcuterie board. And this the cheese community, you know, like the the artisanal cheese community is Mm. very loud and proud about this. They're like, do not call it a charcuterie board. But I think what happened is with the rise of TikTok, charcuterie became a term. And everyone loves their charcuterie boards. And Mm. so charcuterie just kind of became synonymous with food on a board. And, you know, I'm not trying to gatekeep charcuterie, like do whatever you want with it. I am. There it is. I'm gatekeeping. Yeah. (laughs) Gatekeep that term. (laughs) Here's here's the thing that goes on. And, And this is, I'm more protecting myself in the future. Here's what happens because I saw, I I see the future. uh, Marissa Mullen. I I see the future and it is horrific. I, I have cheese vision. I saw someone make a board. They called it a sushi board. And it was just a bunch of sushi on a board. And I'm like, that's called a sushi order. That's called sushi. (laughs) That's called sushi. That's literally called sushi. And what happens is we are now, the, the distinction now puts a judgment on the amount of sushi I can order. Because now you have created a place where, like, when I see the sushi board, I go, that is what I would order. That is a family order. That is enough to feed six, but ordered for four. And I can't be in a world where someone at the table goes, well, we don't want to get so much that it's a sushi board. I want to, and it's like, no, we have to keep getting a lot. So these will, these are, we're confining ourselves is really my issue. I agree. I think that, you know, the the maximalist tendencies of mm-hmm. cheese boards these days are just kind of, you know, at one point it's all just going to be a board. Like what's the difference? Like I you mean, said with sushi board. Now all of everything you put on a board is that No. Does that count? It, it Hot life is boards? a board. We got to fill it up. Yeah. Should we no, switch it, to bowls? Should we like kind of change it up a little bit? Well, switch the to bowl, other vessels? we have other, the bowls is like very finance lunch, dude. True. And, true. you know, our generation, we love uh, putting everything into one trough and eating it with no utensils. <laughs> and look, that is another issue in itself. But, uh, you know, I, I just think we have, you and I, we are traditionalists. We are trying to preserve a, a, the art. a the art of making charcuterie and you too can join that art if you come tuesday march 15th eight o'clock city winery get your tickets now um they're we're we're halfway sold out at this point during taping so get those tickets this is uh you know we're trying something new it'll be fun you can bring your team, bring your group chat. You guys can assemble a board. We can judge it. We'll laugh. We'll cry. It'll be a beautiful night. So City Winery. And also go follow Marissa at that cheese plate. Go, go, go. Go follow. The book is coming. The book is out. You can get the get the first book if you don't first have First book's it out. First book's out, yeah. What, what a fantastic gift for the charcuterie maker in your life. 
Oh, for sure. It's great gift. And it's a nice gifty size too. Not too big. You could bring it with you to the grocery store while you're buying your charcuterie supplies. It's perfect. Okay. Are you ready to do some emails? Oh yeah, let's do it. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. This one's called The Background Sound Nobody Asked For, A Roommate From Hell Saga. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, so I moved in with my boyfriend and his friend back in September. They had lived together prior other than in college with other friends, so the roommate knew I would be living with them from the get-go. Does that make sense to you? They they hadn't lived together prior other than in college and with other friends. So the roommate knew I would be living with them from the get-go. So it's a couple plus a friend. Plus a friend. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that sentence really meant, but okay. After reading my submission to my mom before sending it, she mentioned I should be sure to clarify. Oh, so mom's in on this. She was sure <laughs> oh, to clarify that okay. the roommate Great. and I work from home 100% of the time while my boyfriend works in the office three days a week. Okay. So the dynamic is her and the boyfriend, the boyfriend's out of the house and they're 100% with each other, her and the other guy. Okay. And do they know each other already? It seems they, it seems, I would assume they do. Okay. It started out great and fine and fun. However, over the last few months, I have started to notice the effects the roommate's mental health issues and habits have been having on me. Not to sound completely insensitive, he has had these issues for several years. He is on medicine, goes to regular therapy, etc. And I was somewhat aware of them, but did not know him that well prior or aware of the extent. One of the self-induced behaviors he has is throwing up. And I'm not talking about bulimia or a puke and rally thing. He just works himself up so much and about literally anything, for example, had it uh, had IT problems at work and decided to throw up for the next three days straight that he throws up violently all day long, all day long. This is going to sound absolutely horrible, but my desk is near the bathroom. So I hear every single disgusting bodily noise he makes despite noise cancellation headphones and blasting a podcast when not on Zoom. This is horrible. I feel Um, so bad for both of them. Right? Both are, yeah, both are in an unwinnable situation. I've recently noticed a trend that every time my boyfriend works in the office, so only I and the roommate are working from home, this behavior escalates tenfold. He almost never does his behavior in front of my boyfriend, but every time he works in the office, I'm stuck trying to get Zoom meetings and work done while he throws up, flushes the toilet, walks behind me on Zoom to and from the bathroom all day long. This is horrible. It's so disgusting, annoying, and puts me in the worst mood. Not to mention how embarrassed I get thinking about if my coworkers can hear the noises as well. Yesterday, I woke up to the sounds of him throwing up all the way from the bedroom, a good 40 yards away, writing this email as this, uh, this is t- day two in a row of the throwing up. This sounds like fake. I don't even. <laughs> I, I, oh yeah. I mean, reason- I think that this man must go to the hospital. Like that's the hospital not okay. Therapy. His but, reasoning like, yesterday. To throw was- up that much. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah well, uh, how much is it? He's got to be bile at a certain point. Um, his reasoning yesterday was that his dead grandmother's birthday, she died of old age, not a surprise death or anything. I mean, that's, this guy's got to see someone. There's usually no explanation. I sound like a total bitch, but it is completely for, it is a completely forced and attention seeking behavior. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. Anyways, how can I address the situation without sounding like an insensitive, heartless bitch? My boyfriend is aware of my frustration, but, is, but doesn't seem to realize the full extent of the behaviors. How annoyed, embarrassed uh, it makes me. Sincerely, I care about mental health, but stop throwing up. Just an update. They sent another email. We are now day three in a row of this. I'm about to lose my mind. I mean, what do you think, Marissa Mullen? This is a very specific situation. You're throwing me in the gauntlet, Jared. Okay. Right? 
Um, I mean, I didn't. I, <laughs> to be honest, I read the title and I was like, "Welcome, charcuterie, uh, throw yeah, up." <laughs> uh, let's talk about this guy. You know, pukesy. So, what do we think? I mean, so at first, I was thinking, you know, this is a serious mental health issue, health issue in general. He should go to yeah. the hospital. But then, when I started to hear that he only did it when her boyfriend was at work, that seems a little bit sketchy. So if it's an attention seeking thing, I'm like, homie, that is very intense and aggressive mm. to for that to be your attention seeker, you know? I mean, attention from what? Her? Like I listen, it is not our job or this person's job to play play therapist. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on with this guy. There's something going on. And it's affecting you and you guys have to live together. And just because your boyfriend's gone, I don't, to begin with, moving in with your boyfriend and a roommate, I don't think that's really moving in. I think you guys are like cutting the baby in half a little bit, (laughs) right? Like either move in together or fucking don't or move into a place that you three move in at the same time so everyone has equal territory. But right now, it sounds like you moved in with them and he's okay throwing up in front of you because instead of the boyfriend because he respects the boyfriend as a roommate and he's respecting you as his guest. Yeah, it's almost so he has like less he's, he's for pissed you. that she's there. So he's throwing up to, you know, just be annoying to kind of kick I mean, her out of the house maybe. I don't know. I, like to make I, her want to move. All of these guesses don't matter. Exactly. I, if, I, if I'm her, I sit her the boyfriend him and we sit we have to have a talk it's all about communication we yes you gotta and, be and direct you gotta be direct and you going to your mom and your mom saying oh tell jared make sure you jared knows it's like <laughs> what go to this guy he's having uh, mental issues he needs to see a counselor or a therapist he, he need, but also he needs to respect that you are a equal roommate Exactly. So and and so I think you go to him and you you ever you need a house meeting. Have the house meeting. They're awkward, but you have to do it. You have to rip the band-aid. Like I it's know an, confrontation yes. is so hard and for me personally, I'm very passive aggressive a lot of the time mm-hmm. when there's conflict in my life. But the times that I do rip the band-aid mm. stings, but then it just makes it, it so much better in the long run. It's it's like a fart. Just get it, <laughs> just do it. Like take the pressure off your stomach because Here's the thing. She's saying she's turning this into something that it doesn't need to be. She's turning it into how she's embarrassed and she's turning it into how I, you know, it's for attention. Like these are the more you go passive aggressive, the more you go around this, the more you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. And it's like this guy's being unhealthy mentally and physically. Um and that is affecting the whole house. Hey, so I think there needs to be an intervention. We need to sit down. Hey, what can can we talk? And it starts with questions. Are you doing okay? I I let me tell you how I feel. I am I I'm in this house and I'm listening to you throw up every day and it hurts me to see you be sick and upset and it also hurts me because I can't really listen to it all day. So how do we fix this together? I mean, this is a very fair thing to be upset about. Like totally fair. You know, if he made like stinky food, that's one thing you can get over. But this is pretty vile. But it's also like cut and dry of like uh, it's beyond you to help. Yeah. So like this is so whatever it is that he needs help with, 
you can't, but you have to let him know it is affecting you. So help needs to be. And listen, he might say, I'm going to go to a therapist. And then he goes and then he works through it. And then you have to be around. At least if he was working through it, you wouldn't feel like it's just something he does when your boyfriend's gone. Yeah. The thing about being passive aggressive is sometimes you can lack compassion and empathy for the other person because you're so in your own mind about how it pisses you off so much. Mm -hmm. So I like that advice of sitting them down. And instead of pointing the blame as to like, you're puking everywhere and you're disgusting, take it on for yourself. Be like, I can't work and yeah. this is affecting my schedule and I hope you're okay. And mm -hmm. just try to have that, that open communication. Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com hey, we have tough ones today marissa are you ready this one I think gets so. e this is actually gets good even... because uh this is good i actually just launched my own podcast oh, yes please we want people to go listen to it well, give <laughs> yes. us the name let people okay. know it's called diving in with leslie and marissa it's me okay. and leslie Mosier, who is the founder of doug the pug you know him okay Instagram famous dog yes doug yeah we got, we got Doug on the podcast, um, but we're basically talking about the vulnerabilities but behind the entertainment and content creation industries. So like mm. imposter syndrome comparison. Um, we just had an episode about work-life balance and burnout. Um, we're interviewing guests. We interviewed John Batiste from The Late Show. Um, Love it. Trainer's been on, the home edit ladies, how cleaning is a form of self-care. So it's been really fun. And podcasting, I give you so much credit because it is a beast of a- I mean I literally never, I literally never shut the fuck up. It is, um, yeah, yeah. as you can hear the listeners, <laughs> so my fun. voice is definitely fun. Everyone go listen, get subscribed. And I say this all the time. Like, you know, there are different podcasts for different moods. Marissa's podcast is going to be a great, you know, way to change up your listening habits and go follow her at that cheese plate. And this Tuesday, the 15th, we're doing a live cheese event. So come, come, come get those tickets city winery. Okay. This is a hard one. You ready? All right. I'm ready. It's just called micro penis. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> okay, good night, everybody. Thank you. Uh, listen, I I got this, and I was like, I I mean, hi, Jared. So I need some help with how to handle this situation. I recently went out with a guy. I went on a date with a guy, and we had such a fun night. We got drinks, bar hopped, ended up back at his place. Good conversation. Even better banter, hot makeup. But when he took out his when he took his pants off, unfortunately, he was lacking in size and definitely has a micro penis. See, the micro penis to me is like that is a sad story. Like, yeah. like I know women don't have a lot of empathy for this. Like to me, I hear that and I'm like, like you know, and his dick was small. Ooh, ah, the brunch table goes crazy. Like. I hear this. This is not a funny matter to me. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? It's very, I mean, he must be very insecure about it. You know, I would be. And it's like, listen, this isn't about, you know, I, I, and sometimes women are like, it's like, how could he even leave the house with that? You know, like, it's like, you know, like there's just not, you no, no, whenever no. micro penis comes up, the empathy is very lacking. Yeah. And, and I, I, I want to just express that like, Fuck, like you had a great time. Everything you know I mean? else is amazing, it seems. Right? Like, damn it. I think, you know, at a certain point, you got to just like, if if it's 95% good, maybe you can make an exception. Well, I mean, how me, micro me, is it, first of all? Well, how this micro? Is the, have you ever Googled? I, I've Googled micro penis because I was like, I need to know. Can't and this sound, I, I could see anyone. <laughs> have you seen one before? Have you come across one in your travels? I have not come across a true 
micro penis. I've seen small, is, but not. This sounds like someone who's seen a small penis, but not a micro penis. Okay. <laughs> I like the I true mean, nature. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to. Should I Google micro penis right now? Oh God! Yeah, it's it's pretty baffling. I mean, me talking about it makes it like even me talking about it sounds like I'm bragging. I'm fine, but I'm not fucking impressing anybody. I'm I'm not like sitting here saying, "Oh, well, Johnny Coxstein over here." No, no, no. Okay, no. do not Google micro penis. <laughs> just just <laughs> don't do, do it on don't your company it. computer. Don't do it. Okay. Do what? It. what uh, yeah, it's just okay. I I mean, okay. So she writes, "We were in the heat of the moment, and I was ho- I was." I was hoping that after a few drinks, we are just dealing with some whiskey dick. I spent the night in the morning when his box, hold on. Unfortunately, he was lacking size and definitely has a micropenis. We were in the heat of the moment, and I was hoping that after a few drinks, we are just dealing with some whiskey dick. I spent the night and in the morning when his box, when his boxer, and when his boxers came off, it was the same situation. I'm not saying I need a huge schlong, but I feel like I need an average size penis to satisfy me, as I am a fairly sexual person, and neither time of having sex did I get any pleasure from it. Oh, so they had sex. Yeah, you, you got to follow what you want. How do I let the guy down in this situation? I feel like I'm me saying the typical, I'm just not feeling the connection I need to, fe- I need to feel wouldn't work because I ended up at his house that night. It would work. I don't believe in ghosting uh, because that's just rude, but I do not want to tell him the actual reason. He is very nice, seems to be a good person. I wouldn't want to make him feel badly about himself. Luckily, work has been crazy. Look at there. She's telling us work is crazy. Okay. I was going to say, blame it on work. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have a ton of time to see or hang out with him for the next week or so, but eventually I'm going to have to have some sort of conversation. I'm hoping things just fizzle on his end, but so far he has texted me every single day and added me on all social media. Any help or advice would be appreciated. So Marissa Mullen, what do you think? I mean, okay. I know earlier I said, if it's 90%, 95% good, (laughs) you can settle, but you know, sex is a big part of a relationship. And if that's not there, I I say I'm, I'm all about like going after what you want, you know, don't settle. We're done settling. It's 2022. mm -hmm. If he has a micro penis, you don't have to settle just because he's nice in all our forms. Sure. How to move on from this again, I'm the worst at being confrontational. (laughs) And if it was me, I'd probably be like, listen, work is so crazy. I'm writing a cookbook that's due yes. in three weeks and I have mm-hmm. a podcast. I'm rec- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but sh- like, I know it's not the right thing to blame work because you're not being truly honest. But, but what is, time, I mean, what like, is truly honest in a breakup? Because truly I, like, honest I is don't I don't want, see us like, together forever. You know, that's yeah. mean too. So yeah. none of us are being truly honest. Everyone's giving some excuse, but I would say, and sorry to interrupt because I, Let's make this not about micro penis. Have you yeah. ever been have you ever broken up with someone? Like here here's the thing. We when it's micro penis, we feel bad. When it's the sex isn't great, we feel less bad. Yeah. Right? So have you ever broken up with someone because the sex wasn't great? Uh I, or I ended, ended things before, yeah. Yeah. So And I said every, it was work. <laughs> and you said it was work. So listen, I've been in that situation before where I was like connection as far as physical connection, it just wasn't there for me. I did not go to them and say the physical connection isn't there for me. That is a like very difficult thing to say. Sometimes you, you got to just like lay them down easy. You know, it's like at a certain say, point, hey, like maybe someone else will like their physical connection. And mm. if you were to tell them that maybe they'd be super self-conscious and be like, oh my gosh, I have to change. Whereas someone else might come in and think they're super sexy. So it's like, Yes, yeah, so, I mean, there's. I guess there's a there's a shoe for every foot. There, everyone is someone's foot. I, 
I, I would hope there's a community of women that are like on the prowl for the for micro Maybe you never maybe. know. Everyone's maybe. in the big world. Everyone has there. something. It's a big world. Here's the thing. Also, um, there are. I didn't know this, but I found out there are attachments you can wear. Oh, oh, like a strap on kind of. There are strap ons for people with small penis. I, someone told me about this recently. Wow. And it was the person at the store when I was looking for it. But no, I. <laughs> so, Is this story about you, Jared? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, what the fuck? Um, hey, I'm just looking for something new. No, I've, I, I have heard that you can get these things. So that, you know, but this person seems to be out. And so, but that's fine. I'm just saying for anyone out there where they're, you're willing to go the 5%, you can talk through this with your partner and find options. So let's- That's the thing too, because you know what? This is a physical ailment, not an mm. emotional one. If no. someone sucks at communication or they can't get deep with you or you don't feel comfortable with them, that's one problem that you pretty much can't fix no. by buying a strap on. So no. this might not be that bad of a problem. Yeah, and I'm I guess I'm speaking for the micro penis community like give the guy, you know, like let's think this over one more time. I'm not telling because she did right. Good banter, great time, hot makeout. Like I, you know, I guess the worst thing in the world would be her convincing herself into this guy and then him being like, "Hey, I'm really busy." Um and like him ending it with her. Works that would be, crazy. Works crazy. <laughs> Listen, I got this about micro penises. Yeah, I got I got a pinky dick convention I got to go to. Yeah, like it's so I so that the alternative is horrifying as well. But you know, you would have to really be taken. But it, what's interesting to me is that he was like, "Yeah, let's have sex," and just like I feel like I would explain it mm. and be like, "Listen, I just want to let you know what I'm dealing with here," but. I you don't know. know. I mean, I don't have a dick, but I don't, so I don't really know dick etiquette, but like, I feel dick like I would just dick to it. <laughs> I feel like I would just hope that they wouldn't notice in the dark. I, well, that is, that's, the, that's like the, I would assume that's like the young man's way of going about things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, but if I was like me at 37, I'd be like, Hey, we got to, let me just, <laughs> let me just my show declaration. You some, yeah. Here, let me show you some pictures first. You're going to, I'm going to have to warn you. I, so I, so I, again, one, there are options if you can work through the 5%, if you're like, it's all there except it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're going to break up with them, I'm with you, Marissa. Let, let, let the lie set you free. I think the way she wrote this right now, I feel like saying I'm just not feeling the connection I, I, I need to feel wouldn't work because I ended, at, at, ended up at his house that night. You could say a version of that. Yeah, you can still say that. Going to someone's house. Also, like, have they been dating for a while? No, she said I went on went on a date with a guy. So if it's just a date, like, there's no you got no strings attached. You can literally say whatever you want. You could say I literally anything, and and it could be vague too. You could say, "Hey, I had." I would start with, "Hey, I had a great time getting to know you. I had a great time coming home with you." I think a lot of guys want to just be told they're not a piece of garbage in yeah, that situation so like positive affirmation positive affirmation so hey had a great time it really was fantastic getting to know you i don't think the, the i don't think the the connection is there for me and at that point you're not even lying that much the connection literally is not there for you so 
I think that is, uh, and, and I really hope you find the best in life because it's just not going to be this. And you know, if he follows up, you can even go works crazy. If he follows up my, my ex came at, back out of the blue and X out of the blue is really good. Cause that kind of like, is like, no, I, I have love and yeah. <laughs> I would unfollow on all social media. I would do that. Yeah. Do yeah. him the favor of that. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Join the action on the court during the biggest college basketball tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the the college hoops action with DraftKings pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers and then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code JTRAIN. Bet $5 on any college hopes team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win win with promo code JTRAIN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hello, people. As you know, I have a Patreon. Every week, I do three extra podcasts for $5 a month. On Monday, I do Coffee with J-Train. This week's Coffee with J-Train was about staying with my friends in San Francisco, going to the Burbs, going out for dinner, what it was like, hanging around their kids. Then I did Luxury Lounge. I did complaints from Patreon subscribers that included having to sit in the nosebleeds at a game, Instagram sound turning on, and having a doctorate, but having to work at a school as a psychologist. And then I did one more email where we talked about approaching a gym crush. If you want to be a part of Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Jared Freed. It is $5 a month, and you get three extra podcasts a week. And that's what those three podcasts were about this week. So go check it out. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Also, I'm not sure if you can hear this, but I live above a music store and I can't practicing the clarinet. Oh shit. <laughs> I could kind of hear it for a second. All right. Uh, listen, some, well, nice, we have some background nice background music <laughs> for this, uh, very special episode of the J train podcast here with Marissa Mullen at that cheese plate. Go listen to her podcast. The whole, she is a, cheese plate empire so go 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 at that cheese plate and we are doing that cheese competition tomorrow night city winery eight o'clock get your tickies okay j train podcast uh you look just like your pictures that's the name of the email is j train podcast submission you look just like your pictures hi dad and guest oh i've moved into dad territory for the (laughs) listeners between that and a small penis what am i doing with my life okay so (laughs) attachments (laughs) I just don't, how do you go to the store and get, I don't know. So hoping to get a man's take on an experience I've been frequently having on dating apps. 
Over the years, I've been on more first dates than I can count with guys I've met off the apps. On a significant number of these dates, one of the first things the guys say upon meeting me is, wow, you look just like your pictures. In a number of these, this topic comes up again later in the date, with the guy remarking that he has been on a quote-unquote ton of dates who look drastically worse than their pictures, and there are so many catfishes out there. I'm not sure what to make of comments like this. A big reason why these comments throw me for a loop is that I can't say I've had that experience on the apps, and neither do my female friends. Generally speaking, most guys have looked like their pictures, aside from minor differences, more or less facial hair, etc. I can only count one or two times where I genuinely felt lied to, misled, or bait and switched. By the way, a guy presented himself on his profile versus... By the way, a guy presented himself on his profile versus in person. While these experiences have made good stories, they really are rare occurrences. So where my where are my dates comments coming from? Does the male experience on dating apps involve more catfish? Are men more concerned about their dates appearance where slight differences from pictures will stand out more? The way these comments uh, feel to me is that the guy is overly concerned about looks, superficial stuff, and doesn't want to truly get to know me seriously. So it's been a red flag slash turn off to me when this is said but i also can't help but wonder if it's an awkward attempt at a compliment or if it's something more insignificant like i said guys say this a lot so curious if there's deeper meaning to it marissa mullen do you have any thoughts well i would say it is a compliment right wouldn't that be so much worse if you showed up and they were like oh you don't look anything like your picture sure sure. (laughs) you know like you look just like your picture like they chose to go on the date with you that's great also we are living in 2022 have you heard of the app face app this thing is no. psychotic. Okay. So it's an app. It, it costs like 40 bucks. Mm. You upload your photo. You can literally tweak your face in any sort of way you want to make oh, it like look face like you're tune? wearing. It's like Facetune, but on crack. It's insane. Really? What's it called? So it's called Face App. Okay. You can make your hair long. You can make it like, and it looks so realistic. It's like those really realistic Instagram filters, but as an app for your face. Hey. And I feel I mean, like people probably do that with their photos and guys way less would do that because a lot of these features added are very feminine. You know, you add contour, you add some, it's mainly like makeup. So I feel like that's probably why guys usually look the same. Um, But I think in general, that's, it's a compliment to say you look just like your photos. What have you found? Have you gone on dates with guys where they look nothing? Are you on the apps? Are you single? What's the deal? I'm on the apps. Yes. Okay. Single on the apps. So uh, have you been catfished? (laughs) Um, I have before. Yes. I actually have a really good catfish story. I'll say Go it quick, but um, first of all, height is very important to me because I'm mm-hmm. 5'10". So mm-hmm. if you're 5'10 and you're lying about it, saying you're 6'2", I can tell because you're I can know see right you. away. Yeah. yeah, I see your eyes. <laughs> so this guy says he's 6'2". He shows up. He's like 5'8". It was like a very, very big difference. Um, okay. Kind of had an affectation of uh, a little bit feminine, which is something you can't tell in the photos. Mm. Um but this was less of a physical catfish, but we started talking and he told me that he moved to New York recently because he just escaped a cult. Oh my uh, this God. was back in 2017. The cult was Nexium. What's that? I, I, I'm not familiar. There's like Netflix shows about it now. It really? was like this crazy sex cult. And like, I didn't really know what this was. So I just wanted to learn more about the cult because I was fascinated. Mm. Um, date lasted about 45 minutes. I left after that, never talked to him again. But that was more of like, an emotional catfish because and height wise because on paper it looked like he was this like really down to earth fun guy he like said his parents were hippies he's like six two whatever and shows up like 
very small, <laughs> very timid, just came from a cult. And I was very surprised. So yeah, that's, that's, that was the biggest yeah. catfish I've gotten. Well, it, but not many. You, you're not getting. No, not like, many. You, do you agree with this? This woman's kind of like it happens, but not like. Yeah, yeah. Usually, like you know, they'll, they'll have a mustache, and you're like, oh wow, sure, didn't expect Where, that. But where'd that come from? The, yeah, the I'd say height is usually the the catfish. Yeah, the the height. I this is something you hear a lot. Um, I think it's this whole thing is very interesting to me. What she's saying because, um, I generally when i on the apps i didn't really find too many that i'd be like also you would never say anything i do agree with you i think he think sometimes a man's penis is shown so like guys swipe with their dicks and yeah. this is what they're saying to you and the the idea that she sees this as a red flag it makes total sense to me it's a little off-putting you're admitting to the ickiness of a dating app from the male side. So men mm -hmm. are swiping pictures and your personality on the app is 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 really not what a lot of these guys are are swiping for. It's also hard to tell personality on an app. Totally, you know, I think the apps in general are set up for visuals. Like totally, I can swipe through these so quickly based on what a guy looks like on the other hand. <laughs> absolutely. And but I I would say like some people want to believe and I could see yeah. that this person wants to believe that like I get that. oh our conversation was so good that he thought enough of this conversation of the many conversations to want to meet in IRL. So yeah, for I sure. do because that's what he's admitting when he says you look just like your pictures. Then he says, all these other catfishes are really out there trying to get you. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, dude, yeah, like that. enough already. Like It's like know. love is blind. It's like shake. Have you seen love is blind? Any, I haven't seen season two yet. Out there? I, they're out there. I Believe yeah. me. They'll know. They'll on this know when podcast, I say this. We, we have, hate yeah. him. Okay. Well, I'll find out when I live scream it, which is coming, people. Perfect. I'm going to live scream uh, love is blind. But I would say... um. It is one of those things that, like, I, uh, it's not a red flag to me. They're just admitting their their humanity. Yeah. And I I do think, you know, also, m you know, men don't take as many pictures and don't put as much into the pictures and don't mm -hmm. know about Facetune and don't know that you know. It, so you're getting, and also don't use makeup. So yeah. you're we not are shapeshifters. You are shapeshifters. Exactly. So, you know, I do think um, what he's doing is he's showing that he's a doofy idiot dude. Because I, I saying it's also a weird thing. It, it's also something to have a conversation about where, you know, commiserate over how bad the dating apps are. And look at us. We're not bad. Is like, mm -hmm. that's what he's doing. Yeah. I think it's a way of connection. And I think honestly, in his mind, it, he thinks it's a compliment. Absolutely. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do this one. We're here. Marissa Mullen at that cheese plate. Um, let's do this one. Waste of time. Waste of time always comes from a woman. Never a man. We <laughs> we don't care about time at all. You're um, like, what is time? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be young forever. <laughs> Needless to say, big fan of the show. I subscribed to all your pods. Saw you live in Tacoma last year. Obnoxious laugh in the back if that rings a bell. Thank you. 
I recommend your stuff to everyone and have made adjustments to my dating life based on your advice. Well, I hope they've helped. Hoping you'll have some advice on this. I've been with my boyfriend for just over a year now. We exchanged gifts for our anniversary. He gave me a beautiful necklace that I wear all the time. I gave him a watch that I had personally engraved with something cheesy about time. (laughs) I just said, guys, don't give a fuck about time. And she's got an engraving about time on the watch. He doesn't give a fuck. No, I'm kidding. Uh, It's not that he doesn't give a fuck. It's just we're not like... You know how many times like I've like been talking to a, like a woman they'll be like you know and we've been talking for 6 months I'll be like what? <laughs> like <laughs> oh it's uh, a, six <laughs> Like I thought uh, it was a week and a half. I thought yeah, it was six times. <laughs> you know like so um it wasn't a fucking Rolex but I also didn't buy it at Walmart. Probably okay. cost about the same as the Netflix he gave me, not that it really matters. His birthday is 10 days after our anniversary. Of course, I got him another gift, but naturally, so did his sister. She sent him an Apple Watch, which I had never heard him express interest in, but he was ecstatic about it. I'm happy for him. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) She doesn't sound so happy. You don't sound happy. Between our anniversary and his birthday, he wore the watch I gave him all the time, and now he hasn't worn it once. He wears the damn Apple Watch every day, even when we go out, which, unpopular opinion, but I find tacky. I I wear mine out. Um, (laughs) Feels feels pretty shitty. It feels pretty shitty to be out-gifted, as gift-giving is my top way of expressing my love for people. I feel petty. Do I ask why he never wears the watch I gave him? Do I tell him it bothers me? Do I stop wearing the necklace in re- retaliation? JK, but that's the level of petty I'm feeling. I fume a little whenever he's wearing the watch. Uh, whenever he's wearing, I'm guessing the Apple Watch. Like at least take it off when we have sex. Am I placing too much importance on it? Also, is it weird to have a passcode on your Apple Watch? Why waste time punching in those tidy numbers if it never leaves your wrist? AK, what are you hiding? Ha ha ha. Would appreciate your thoughts. Should have gone with the Rolex. What do you think, Marissa Mullen? See, as a gift giver myself, I can mm. see why she is a little bit hurt by that. But at sure. the same time, you have to think about an Apple Watch. It has so many capabilities. It's probably yeah. very uh, convenient to wear. You know, you mm. can tell the time, you can text, you can see the weather, it tracks your steps. Like, yes. I think with him, it's less of a sentimental thing. I honestly feel like correct me if I'm wrong, but guys think a lot, very black and white, you know, they don't really think too much in the gray. Mm -mm. So when he's putting on this Apple watch, he's not like, I'm doing this to spite you because I don't want to wear your watch and this is better. It's pretty much like, oh, this is cool. And it can track like my steps. And you know, it's just something that (laughs) offers you much more than the watch. I think that he probably doesn't even know that you feel this way. And like we said in this, in this podcast already, communication is key. And I think if you can express to him like, hey, you know what? Wearing the watch I got you makes me feel, you know, happy when I see it on your wrist. Just like kind of try to express that instead of fuming in your own like hatred for the Apple Watch. She has to separate the Apple Watch from her watch. Mm -hmm. She has to separate because he has. Yeah. And I agree with you. As a man, the idea of putting on a watch in spite of someone or as a better or worse situation, it's not that personal. Yeah. For, let me start with the, the, the passcode. I have a passcode on mine. It was never thought of a way to keep people out of my Apple watch. When you set it up, it, a passcode becomes like, yeah, I guess I'll do that. Like, so 
Get that out of here. Like I, this is so, she's muddied the waters so much that she's forgotten the true problem she has. And it's that it feels, you feel unappreciated because he never wears the watch you gave him. Yeah. It all comes down to appreciation. And totally, I think, you know, if, if your love language is gift giving and you don't see that gift being used, of course you'll feel that way. Totally understand. And the idea of like, why would he wear the Apple watch more? It's an everyday watch and you gave him a watch with an engraving on it. That feels like a very special watch. So of course, within the 10 days, okay, I got one watch. I'll wear it. It doesn't get that much. It's not that special. And then you get the Apple Watch, you go, okay, that's the occasion watch, and this is the Apple, this is the everyday watch. So his reasonings could make sense. You know, like it, all of this makes sense. My advice to her is the is if you make it about the sister's watch, it will be seen as you're against my family. Mm. And and I think I think that's that's gonna be a mistake. And I would take it that way. I'd be like, fuck off. That's my sister. Do you know what I mean? That's my family. Are you trying not to get... I would see this as a window into how you could mesh into my family. So, which is very important to me and I would imagine it's very important to this guy and I would imagine it's important to the emailer. They don't want to be seen as the one that's like separating them from their family. Mm -hmm. That is the road this could go down very quickly and I'm serving this as a warning. So my point to this person is to say, make it about him appreciating you when he, you know, feeling unappreciated when he never wears it. I want to see you wear the watch. It makes me sad that you never wear it. And I feel like I got you the wrong gift and you don't care about it as much as I cared about giving it to you. Boom. Also, it's only been 10 days. Maybe he's going to wear it tomorrow. Like maybe, like you said, it's a good point that this is a special watch. It's engraved. He Mm. probably doesn't want to lose it. He doesn't want to wreck it or, you know, bang it on something. Maybe he's saving it for special occasions because he actually feels that, that it's that this is special. Yeah. Yeah. The engraving alone, you know, the J train podcast is brought to you by me undies. Finding your perfect size can be annoying. Things either fit like a glove or you're just straight up not having a good time. That's why me undies has the softest undies, bralettes and loungewear all made to fit just right. I have to say, I love MeUndies. And here's why you need it. I'm going to tell you right now. Right now, you have a drawer of undies. And one of those undies you're avoiding. It's time to throw that one away and replace it with a MeUndies undie. Because you know what? You're you're avoiding that because you're saying to yourself, oh, when, it's, when the wash, and then I'll wear it at the last possible second. No, 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 no. Get rid of it. Stop having the one un- you know underwear you avoid and make... A good, have a good rotation. MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. And comfort starts with finding the perfect size for you, which is why MeUndies wear, wear tests on all sizes for everything they make. You'll find different cuts for different butts in bold colors and fun adventurous prints. MeUndies promises if you're not comfortable with any product for any reason, you can return your order for a full refund within 45 days. That's great. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchaser, you get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100%, 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. That's MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. 
The J Train is brought to you by Upstart. If you have multiple credit card balances each month and are only paying the minimums, barely making a dent in your credit card debt, it can be discouraging. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead. I'm going to tell you right now. This is a simple equation. You are paying a rate. If you have a debt out there, the rate you're paying it might be lower with Upstart. That's all you got to do. And that's like finding money in your pocket. So you can compare your rate that you're currently paying to the rate that Upstart's going to give you. And if it's better for you, then look at that. You've saved some money. Over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart's know knows you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers factors like your income and employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. And Upstart lets you check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes with loans ranging from $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Marissa Mellon. We are doing an event tomorrow night. That cheese competition. City Winery. 8 o'clock. We'll be ripping you to shreds in your stupid cheese plates or i will be complimenting them most likely we, well we'll cut <laughs> or you'll win or you might do well. or you'll win you'll you win might surprise us i'll be wearing prizes. a crown as the board lord yep i don't Very have excited. my outfit yet i have to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> this one's called why do men do this J Train, huge fan, all the feathers. I'll get right to it. I'm a single female in my mid 20s. Have a question that I'm frankly stumped on, even from all your podcasts I've listened to. All right, here we go. Let's roll up the sleeves. Why do guys text to check in with you or see what you're doing or invite you to meet up only to ghost you? <laughs> it's like they want to see me and then they don't, all within an hour. Uh, wow. Good times. Here we go. Okay, for example, I'm going to have to speak for the speak for the for the men in this situation for example a guy friend i'm not super close to but who's been flirty with me lately and we hooked up a couple years ago asked what i was up to last friday night i told him i was at a brewery with friends no reply later on i texted what when i was going home still no reply why would he text me to just not reply another example a different guy who's also gotten flirty with me invited me to his pregame last Saturday. I told him I couldn't go, but later in the night, he texted me I should meet up with him. I asked him where, no reply. Later on, I also texted him when I was going home, still no reply. What is the point of this? What is going on through their man heads? Why waste all that thumb energy to text me then not follow through? Any guidance is much appreciated. Keep doing the Lord's work. Sincerely single and stumped. What do we think, Marissa Mullen? I mean... Girl, I feel you. I've been there and I don't understand either. I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, in the moment when you get those texts, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe Mm. maybe I'll move my plans around to see this person because they want to see me. Maybe I'm too busy, so I won't. But then with the no response part, it's Mm. just like, did you what I assume is maybe they like found something better to do or they hit up another girl and she responded, um, which, you know, in, in reality, we have to, we have to be, we, we can't be naive about these things. You know, no. it's like dating in New York city, especially people are usually talking to a bunch of people at once and there's options out there floating around. 
I'm the type of person who, when I like match with someone on hinge, I'm like, they're probably the only person I'm talking to because I just don't have time to like focus on other yeah. people, but I know that they're talking to at least like 10 other girls on there. Of course. Without a doubt. So I feel like in that situation, maybe it's the guy, you know, asking you to do something, you say no. And then he got invited to go somewhere or met up with another girl or went somewhere with his friends and was just like, this is too much coordinating. And I'd rather just like do what I'm doing in the moment. But yeah, from your I, man I, brain, what is my it? My man brain, I can give some answer. I think I loved your perspective. I think it's great. I think you're right about everything you said. And I think hearing you, you know, back this person up, like this is happening. Yeah. And listen, you're talking to someone who does this. Okay. Not proud of it, but I'm going to give some reasons. Okay. One of the things she, she's not naive, but she wrote something very naive. She wrote, why waste all that thumb energy to text me then not follow through? It took no energy at all. It took zero energy. You can like energy. text with your voice these days. You yeah. can really be laying down in bed being like, Siri, send yeah. a text. <laughs> send it. Send, send it. They, they could copy and paste that to 10 people that night. So let's stop thinking of texting as effort. That's good point. one. That's actually a really, we have to, we have to drill that into our brains. Me it's hard. So. Texting's I mean, not effort. Not effort. Okay. Now here's another thing. Men love, um, men love options. Mm -hmm. Men love options. We are in no rush. We're in no rush to do anything. We're not in a rush to get, you know, to get to the next phase of life. So the idea of like, hey, she wants to meet up and he's like, ah, I can do it next weekend. I can do it. But here's the other thing. With meeting up comes consequences. So mm. Something that kind of, I tweeted this the other day, and I, I think it's worth some time. Like, I've been hearing a lot of women talking about the ick. Oh, I know the ick. Do, you know the <laughs> ick, right? Yeah, when you get the ick, you can't unick the ick. Well, this is a very foreign subject to me. Oh, as a man, as I, and I consider myself. I'm not every guy, but I'm ten. I'm sure I'm ten percent away from the guy you're dealing with. So. The ick is, and if I'm, please let me know if I'm explaining it right. Could you explain it to me? How do you interpret the ick? Yeah. So the ick is when, you know, things are going well, you like someone and then they do something, say something, something happens that just gives you this pit in your stomach. And you're like, oh, like, I can't even, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I need to end this right now. <laughs> so they, so a guy, so the way I heard that is a guy does one thing that makes you unattracted and you're out. It could be a handful of things. It could be okay. like, it could be qualities. It could be like, you know, over the span of time, an ick can mm -hmm. form. But once the ick is truly stuck there, it's really hard to go back from. Okay. So there's no such thing as that for a guy. Okay. Wow. The, you could be picking your nose in the middle of yelling at a waitress. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to marry her, but I'll still fuck her. You know, like. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> you know, you could put the booger in my mouth during it. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying. <laughs> but what men have is the oof. Oh. Okay. What is I, the oof? The oof. It was. <laughs> so when I tweeted about this, someone wrote back that that's, they go, they just wrote back oof. And I was like, that's the perfect name for it. So. Oh, we're just like, me, ugh. Like, oof. Well, it's you, men do things and then they go afterwards. Ah, I got myself in trouble there. 
Oh, interesting. So when a guy texts you, he would love, he's texting you because he wants to fuck you. Let's be real, okay? You know, these guys, these texts, the context of these texts, guy who's flirty with you, what are you doing tonight? Guy, you know, that's a- yeah, that's booty a, call territory. That's a booty call territory. That is a very physical, fine. They have the right and you have the right to refuse that. But they are going, let me line it up. And then when I got to line it up, let me assess how big the oof will be. So you, kind emailer, I don't know what it is about you. I'm not saying it's a... The oof can be everything from she's going to want something serious to I don't trust her in this situation. You know what or I mean? Or even it, like, I don't want to get on the M train and go 30 minutes to meet her somewhere. Like uh, the convenience of it, you know? Totally. Oof can be very small, very big, all the things It could be the logistical oofs. Yeah. Logistical oofs. It could be, you know, and there's emotional oofs, oofs. Uh, emotional <laughs> oofs. The, you know, cheating is an oof, you know, so, mm. so these are uh, the oof is something men are trying to avoid. And also we can get it again and again and again with someone. So it's different than the ick, but it is something to be. So that is my explanation for why this is happening. They're lining you up. Then they're going, okay, I got my options. Now let me assess how much this would make me go oof. And I hope that doesn't sound demeaning. I'm just saying that's the math. That's why they're going, you know what? I'd rather eat pizza. Pizza has less oof than going to this. And that's the place. thing too. That's the thing too. It's probably <clears throat> like most likely, maybe it's not another girl that oh. they're talking to. It's like, oh, I'm sitting on the couch drinking a beer. I don't want to get changed out of my sweatpants to meet you. And- and here's you know? the thing, explaining it to you is now opportunity for you to go, well, I could do drinks this week. And that's not what he was there for. Mm-hmm. He was there for, what are you doing tonight? Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. And he knows that an explanation of what happened tonight is him being a little too nice, but I don't believe that to be, I'm someone who would explain, like I, but that's what gets me into like, okay, so what's next week? And I'll be like, oh, maybe, you know, so. I have a call on my calendar at four and then, <laughs> and then a panel I'm speaking on. I'm really busy. I got a, I got a micro dick. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> so, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. This has been so fun. Everyone go follow at that cheese plate. Uh, we are huge fans of Marissa Mullen here in the J Train verse. Oh, thanks. Okay, so let's do it. You ready? This is I sent you a screenshot email before. Okay, oh, ready? Yeah, I got it. Let's read it. Okay, Jared Feather Feather. I recently cut it off with a guy before our third date. In person, we got along well, and I was enjoying his company. But the way he planned our dates was so all over the place that I ended up feeling the ick. Oh, there it is. There I it couldn't, is. And I couldn't muster the same level of, of enthusiasm to see him again that he seemed to be showing for me. Hold on. Let me read that again. Sorry. The formatting of this email is driving me crazy. Jared, I recently cut it off with a guy before our third date. In person, we got along well, and I was enjoying his company. But the way he planned our dates was so all over the place that I ended up feeling the ick, and I couldn't muster the same level of enthusiasm to see him again, and that he seemed to be showing for me. 
But as a woman in my 30s who is legitimately looking for a relationship, it's hard to not feel like I'm potentially sabotaging my own love life. We met on Hinge, and when he said he preferred to do a non-alcoholic activity for a first date, which I was totally fine with, but I'd rather not do a walk or ice cream since it's perfect, still pretty cold in NYC, and I've had awkward experiences on those dates before, he said he was going to think of something fun, but on the day of the date, he said, okay, let's meet at the beer garden. I said, do you mean the standard for a beer? He said, yup, couldn't think of anything else. So we met and each had a beer. So he's clearly not a non-drinker. Interesting. For a second date, he suggested an improv show, screenshots attached, which ended up not existing. He, oh. <laughs> we ended up getting tacos. So let's... Um, First two screenshots are between one, uh, one and two. Okay, so let's read the first two screenshots. You ready? Yeah, are you Dave? Oh. Oh, I'm Rewind. the guy. Rewind. You be her. Okay. Edit that out. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> You're the guy. Do you like open mics? Haven't been. Comedy or music? Haven't been to this one. Usually it's a little bit of everything. Probably more music focus. And then later on that night he goes, you win? Hey, just got out of the gym. Long day. Can I get more details? Haha. <laughs> Don't know anything about it. Never been. Just thought it would be something a little different. I meant like, where is it? And what time is it? And how long is it? Etc. How Hell's Hell's Kitchen. At a bar, concert venue, outside in the park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they canceled it since COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to avoid drinking that early in the week. Want to grab something light to eat? Are you averse to the pizza date? Okay, so let's go back to the email because we're now on date. That was between dates one and two. Okay. Love uh, a good fake improv show. I mean. They're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Two days so later, funny. he asked if I wanted to come get a drink closer to his apartment uptown, which was confusing as he specifically said he was out of town that day. Third screenshot. Okay, this person. Are we going to the bar to talk about it tonight? I think you owe me a trip uptown. Can't tonight. Made dinner plans with coworkers, but I can come uptown next week. Didn't you say you were away starting today going to your brother's house? Yeah, let's do it. Probably leaving tomorrow morning for brother's house. I know you're dying for that open mic date. I'll see if I can make it happen. Haha, definitely open to other options. So no pizza, no ice cream. Everything else is fair game. <laughs> Haha, I reserve veto power. I think wine might be the answer for us. <laughs> I love how he's like all these non-alcoholic options, but let's just drink alcohol at the end. Yeah, <laughs> he seems very confused. Um, yeah, he does. Okay, so let's go back to the email. Um, sorry, this is formatted in such a large way. Okay. Okay. For our third date, he suggested to go to a wine bar uptown near him, but then he seemingly remembered wanting to try a non-alcoholic option, so he picked instead a donut shop where we would meet uh, at 8 p.m. when he got off work. This suggestion kind of felt like the downgrade from our previous date and from the wine bar option. I realized that though I enjoyed talking to him in person, his persona via text was turning me off, and I just wasn't excited trying to see him again. So I decided to just end it before the donut date. Some of my friends are saying I made the right call, but others say that I should have given him more of a chance since he was making an effort. I am a program manager for a big company, so I spend much of my life planning and organizing things for other people. I generally 
generally don't complain when it falls on me to plan events and trips for friends since it's something I'm good at. And I wouldn't mind taking that role in a more serious relationship, but it's tough when you don't really know the other person yet. Am I expecting too much here? Thanks for your thoughts. Bonus note, I later went to unmatch him on Hinge. What's the etiquette on, on when to do this when you're, uh, you're the one to end it? And I noticed he had updated the voice memo on his profile of him singing, don't tell a guy he's great if you don't really like him. If you thought he was great, you'd want to see him again. Not a very catchy tune. Okay, so I guess he was singing about her, which is a little passive aggressive. What do you think? Wow. Um, Did she end yeah. it too soon? No. I would Three dates. No. Three dates, you know. And, you know, as someone who is sort of type A, very type A myself, mm. love planning, love a good plan, love a man with a plan. If you are a man with a plan, A+. Plus. This is this you seems to be consistent. This this seems to be the consistent feedback from the women that come on this show. Women love a plan. We love you a could plan. plan. You can plan anything, and they will find anything. a way. They can oh. find a way to make it their the the our page our story page on the website. They will find a way to fashion it into that story, which is great because because the bar is low. That's good for us dudes. The bar is low. Literally say, hey, I got a plan. And I'm like, sold. A plan. We can date. We can yeah. date. No, I'm just kidding. My standards are not that low. But with this, you know, I think he needs to make a decision. Like, is he trying to not drink on the dates? Or does he want a little cheeky Bev, as my British roommate yeah. from three years ago would say? It's interesting because, you know, it's like he's trying to think of all these non-alcoholic options. And then he's like, ah, fuck it. Let's just get a beer, which I understand, you know, as someone I'm trying to drink less during the week. And mm -hmm. it is hard to think of date ideas like, you know, I hate walking dates. So I understand where she's coming from. Those are yeah. so annoying. Um, it's hard to think of a, a good date to do. So I understand where he's coming from. But just the way that he kind of is going about all of this. It's he just, acted just like he was, Yeah, I, he acted like he was on the clock and it was double dare. They were yeah. like, you know, <laughs> you know, he acted like she was like, yeah, what do you want to do? And he was like, um, um, no walking donuts, cupcakes. Uh, cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, dude. And to me, this this is everything. She's yeah. right. This ain't yeah. the match. He doesn't mm -hmm. sound ready to date. He sounds like no. he's working through stuff. Because, listen, I've been that guy where you're like, I don't want to drink early in the week because I feel fat and I really don't feel like my best self. But now you're making someone else go through that with you. He shouldn't even be on the dating apps. He's not yeah. even ready to make a plan. And it's like, if you want to be, if you want to be dating, like if, if, a, if a guy was ready to date you, he'd go, hey, there's this great improv show. And listen, I have planned dates stupidly before. I have I've planned dates at places that are closed. And then an hour before I go, holy shit, I look like the biggest idiot, thoughtless asshole. At least asshole. it's real. <laughs> at least it was real. But I mistakes can be made. But here's the part that her, the reason I really believe this is when he says the, the date, he makes her have to give him all the uh, ask for all the information. Like it's not a plan. A plan is where, when, why. Also, Hell's hey. Kitchen is a pretty large area of New York City. Yeah, it's just like it, it felt like he was. It felt like he was caught in a lie. Yeah, and he just kept. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell's Kitchen. No, it's canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's canceled. canceled. I don't know. Um, donuts. You know, like so. To me, she made no mistake. She's right. Um, Agreed. He, you know, the idea that he doesn't know how or doesn't have the ability to make a plan is wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he's asking all these questions, it's like, it's unattractive for him to go, anything else is fair game? Like, dude, 
Pitch me some options. I'm here. Yeah, we need a solid pitch here. Deliver it. And he couldn't do that. So what what makes you think this isn't going to be the rest of his life? Yeah, that's true. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com Marissa Mullen always fantastic thank you for coming on thanks for having me on this is so fun it's such a great departure from my normal cheese surrounded life so that's right we want to get you out of the cheese world for just just an hour just a hot second we want to bring the listeners to the cheese world tomorrow night the 15th City Winery, get your tickets, jaredfree.com. They're on my website. They're at City Winery's website. Um, and go follow Marissa Mullen at That Cheese Plate. And uh, go listen to her podcast, all the great stuff that she's got going on. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Jtrainpodcast.com. We'll be back next week. Boom.